0: You're listening to The Whole Testament, a podcast putting the Old and New Testaments back together. Today, Dave talks about the heavenly realms and wears a crazy shirt in the next episode of the Summer Mortgage Board Sport Series. He helps us rethink what the heavenly realms actually look like. If you have questions or want to continue the conversation, send us an email at, at gmail.com or leave us a comment.
1: All right, so here's what I want to talk about. Um, I've got my Bible here opened up to the book of Ephesians, and I found something interesting as I've been studying in Ephesians over the years that I wanted to share with you, and it has everything to do with heaven. So when I talk about heaven, you know, there's this phrase that's used in Ephesians. I'm going to pull up on my phone. I'm going to pull up Blue Letter Bible. Um because I can hardly read the Bible without my blue letter Bible, because it helps me find stuff, and it helps me define stuff. So it's amazing. And I'm just going to look up a phrase, um, heavenly places, heavenly places. That's in the ESV. If you're looking up um, on the NIV, it's probably the phrase heavenly realms. But when I say heavenly places or heavenly realms, uh, what comes to your mind? Usually, I'll give you a second. usually what we hear is like the place where God lives and um, the place we're going to go when we die and uh, perfect peace and harmony. And so what we're going to do is we're going to kind of um, try to rethink, according to Paul as he's writing to the Ephesians, we're going to try to rethink what the heavenly realms looks like. And I'm going to start by reading. So there are one, two, three, four, five times here on my Blue Letter Bible, five times that when you search heavenly places in ESV, heavenly realms in the NIV, it comes up five times. And it's the Greek word, I don't know how to say it, epiranus or something like that. I don't know. I'll put it on the screen somewhere like here. Um, Epiranus, it's uh, the Greek word, and it means um, heaven, heavenly, and the word, so oranus, oranus, I don't know, I'm not a scholar, is the word heaven, and epi ten, is the prefix put on it, tends to lead you to think about a place, okay, or places, okay? So this is a phrase Paul uses, eporanus, only in, here in Ephesians, Um At least that's the only place that it is translated heavenly places as it's a place. So you look it up, five verses, think about heaven, Think about the place where God dwells. So I'm just I'm going to read these verses. Basically, I'm just going to pull them out. It's like a snapshot. It's like this picture of the Book of Ephesians that we're just taking of the whole book, where we've got these this phrase that just keeps showing up over and over again. And we're going to see what um, we can glean from what Paul is trying to tell the Ephesians. Let's just start with the very first one, Ephesians one three. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. So the first thing we're to note, if we're looking at writing down, if you're taking notes, the first thing we know about the heavenly places is this, that God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, has blessed us. So God has blessed us, those who are followers of Christ, has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. So the first thing, it's like, yeah, this is is great. This is going to be a good feeling of what the spiritual realm, the heavenly realms around us looks like. It's like God is is there and Jesus is, has given us access through Jesus to every spiritual blessing that exists in the heavenly realms. You know all those stories about uh, the guy who finds a, the kingdom of heaven is like Uh, A person who finds a treasure and he goes and sells everything he has to buy the field so that he can own the treasure. Or the lady who uh, lost a pearl and goes and searches everywhere to find it. It's that significant. It's that important. And those, the great treasure, the great significance of the kingdom of heaven, every spiritual blessing is put upon us. And that makes us feel really good, right? And so we start thinking about that. But I'm going to read now before we get too feeling too good about what we understand as the heavenly realms or the heavenly places, I'm going to read the very last verse in the book of Ephesians that uses this phrase. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil, in the heavenly places, in the heavenly realms. Spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Wait, 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 wait. We're talking about heaven, right? We're talking about the heavenly places. That's where God is. That's where Jesus is. That's where all these spiritual blessings are. That's where we go when we die. But all of a sudden, now we have a picture in the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 12, that says, there are spiritual forces of evil at play in the heavenly realm. So all of a sudden, our understanding of what the heavenly realms is needs to shift. We have to shift it because it's not just the place where God lives. It's not just the place where Jesus is. It's a place of war. This, for those of you who are watching and are, are listening and not watching, I'm wearing a pirate shirt. I'm wearing my pirate shirt. We had a pirate night. My family was lucky enough. My wonderful mother-in-law took us on a Disney cruise, and we got to wear... Uh, we had a pirate night, and I, I bought this shirt. So I'm wearing my pirate shirt, and I know pirates tend to be bad, but it was—it had a sword on it right here. So I was thinking about uh, uh, we're in a war, and so I wanted to, to exemplify that in what I'm wearing. And so I've got my little scabbard here tucked into my belt on oh, my shirt. It doesn't really come out. But I've got this because all of a sudden what we're being told is there's a war that's ongoing. Against the spiritual forces of good and the spiritual forces of evil. I'm going to read it again. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. We're in a war. And we're going to come back to that, that verse. We are in a war, but before we get there, we need to understand more about what Paul is saying about the heavenly places. So we're going to read Ephesians. I'm just going to go through them now in order. We've read Ephesians 1, 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, in the heavenly realms. All these spiritual blessings. Now Ephesians 1, 20. Um, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. So Ephesians 1.20 tells us that it is, the heavenly realms is the place where God is existing. And not only God, but when Jesus gave, was willing to give up his life for us on the cross, he was raised up and seated next to God In the heavenly realms. So, our picture now is all the spiritual blessings. We've got God the Father, and we've got Jesus the Son who's been raised up in his willingness to be an offering and seated next to God in the heavenly places, and at the same time, spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. The next verse and he, Ephesians 2, 6, and he raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So now you've got God, you've got Jesus, you've got the spiritual forces of evil, you've got every spiritual blessing, and then you've got you and me. Let me do that again. You and me. Raised up, seated with him, in the heavenly realms. Look around you. You might be sitting in your car. You might be driving. You might be on an airplane. You might be in your house vacuuming the floors. Look around you. Do you see the heavenly realms? Are we aware of it? Are we aware that we've been raised up? We're no longer... Uh, living as the Gentiles do, in the futility of their minds, but now we've been awakened and we've been raised up and seated with God with Jesus. Not now, not when we die, not later will we go to be with Him, but right now. And do we see the spiritual forces of evil at work in the world that we're around us? Are you aware of it? Ephesians three ten. This is why. So that through the church, ecclesia, ecclesia, I don't know how you say it, the community of people, the gathering of God's people, the manifold wisdom, manifold. It's like um, it comes in in one direction and goes out in multi, multifaceted, uh, the presence of God being put out in many different ways so that through the church, us, the the unimaginable wisdom of God, Moving in all different directions might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Why is God doing all the things that He's doing? Why did Jesus die on the cross? Why is he raising us up and sitting us with him? Why are there we why have we been given these spiritual blessings? Because through these movements of what God is doing with us, his church, he is raising us up to make known the point of our existence is as followers of the Messiah is to make known the manifold wisdom of God to the authorities and rulers in the heavenly places. Remember, spiritual forces of evil at work trying to destroy what God has created. God has said, I brought you up into this heavenly realm. Not just this, you're not just physical. It's not not about just being physical anymore. It's about you are now a spiritual being, existed, raised up into the war that is going on. And your point is through your life the spiritual forces of evil be, would be made aware of the wisdom of God. We are the wisdom of God being played out in this life. That's all of them. That's all the verses. So the point is this. If we're existing and we're just moving through our life, just doing our own thing, completely unaware that we are soldiers in a war, then we're missing the point. If God's church, God's people are not aware that we are fighting to make known the the manifold wisdom of God, then we are wasting our time. We are in a battle against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And this is the thing. This last verse says, we do not, Ephesians six twelve. we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Your coworker is not the problem. Your wife is not the problem. Your kids are not the problem. Your marriage is not the problem. Your employment is not the problem. Your lack of money or or too much money is not the problem. These are not the problems. We're not fighting with these things. What we are fighting with are spiritual forces of evil. And you know what they're trying to do? You know what the devil wants more than anything? is for us to be so distracted that we miss his moving. He wants us to think that I'm at war with my neighbor. Because if I'm at war with my neighbor, then I'm not aware of the spiritual realm. I'm not accessing the spiritual blessings that God has put on me. I am an ineffective soldier. I'm a weak pawn, easily taken out. But what Paul is saying, what God is saying to us is that. I. I did not send my son Jesus to die so that you can live a comfortable life. I sent my son Jesus to die so that I could raise him up and he could raise you up and we can fight side by side this war against the spiritual forces of evil in this present darkness in these heavenly realms. The battle is not against flesh and blood. So I pray right now over your life. I pray that God would open your eyes. That's what Paul starts in Ephesians. He says, I pray that you, your eyes would be opened to see, to understand to know, and I pray that same thing, that your eyes would be open, that you could see the wisdom and revelation of God at play in your life, that you could see the battles that you're actually fighting, where it feels like a struggle with a person, where it feels like a struggle with a job, that that you would open, that He would open your eyes and that you would see that you're fighting spiritual forces of evil and that evil doesn't want you to be effective. And so my prayer is, as I just pray over you, now. Now, Heavenly Father, I just pray that in this moment, wherever these people are, whoever is listening, in this moment, that you would open our eyes, that you would help us to see you have raised us up. Help us to see it, God. Help us to see the good and the evil in the heavenly realms at the, that's at, at war. Help us to see the truth of our struggle the reality of what's going on in our lives so that we can fight, God, so that we can have access to those those spiritual blessings so that we can overcome the enemy so that we can be the effective church that you've called us to, to make known your wisdom, to make known the truth that The enemy cannot win this war. I pray that you would just move, that you would overwhelm, that you would fill, that you would enlighten, that you would open our eyes to see the truth and give us strength and give us courage to fight. In your name we pray. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to The Whole Testament. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube, So share the show with your friends and family and be sure to leave a rating and review. You can also find us on all the socials by searching at The Whole Testament. All of our episodes are available at our website and you can listen to them by heading over to Testament.com. The Whole Testament is supported by people like you. To help us continue the conversation, head to thewholetestament.com and click on the donate tab. We'll see you next time.